You know how the song goes, sweet home Alabama, where the skies are blue, sweet home Alabama, Lord, I'm coming home to you. That's 20 seconds, once you kind of make room for the little instrumentals in between those phrases. There's your hand-washing song. You can thank me later for not singing it for you. Well, hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, hey there, Courier Nation. Welcome back for another week. And what a week it's been, huh? This has been crazy. I think all the stuff that's happened just really in the last couple of days with all these cancellations and different things happening with what's happened with the stock market, all of this stuff around coronavirus. And let me ask you, how is it impacting you? Have, have you personally been impacted in, in what kinds of ways? Uh, I'd love to hear from you as far as what it's doing to you. And that leaves us with a lot of questions. You know, what do we do with this? Should we even be delivering? Is it safe to deliver? What's going to happen? There's so much stuff and I don't have any answers. Maybe that's why I haven't really talked about it much. I've not really dug into this a whole lot because, well, you know, other than I think I had one article, I'll put a link in the show notes about Grubhub's attendance policy and why that could be maybe one of the worst things when it comes to keeping everybody safe. But other than that, I've not really touched on it. I haven't done it with the uh, podcast or anything, and uh, even though it's been such a big deal. And it's not that I'm not taking this thing seriously because it is extremely serious. I think there's a part of it was, you know, not wanting to jump on a bandwagon, not wanting to get up there and talk about it because everybody else is, maybe not wanting to turn people off by trying to, you know, looking like I'm capitalizing on it by, you know, doing clickbait and drawing people in because that's what they're thinking about. Part of it, I think, is just understanding that I'm not an expert. And so why would I think anybody would want to, you know, there, there's so many people that have so much better to say about this than I do. So why even bother with it? Let, let the experts take care of it. But the thing is, is I don't want to ignore it. I know that there's a lot of people that come to the blog lately. Uh, I've got a number of you that listen to this podcast, uh, tried to figure out why. But, you know, the thing is, is people do come. And part of it is because I did create this website. And, and I do believe that I'm doing, that I'm helping people by creating this because I'm trying to help people get a grasp on owning your own business in this food delivery, independent contractor space. And so, you know what, this, this whole thing with the coronavirus is part of it because it's impacting our businesses, isn't it? So let's talk about it. Now, I'm not going to try and approach this with all the advice and all the tips and tricks because I'm not an expert. Hell, I'm trying to figure out a lot of this myself, you know. I'm trying to understand what's what, where's where. Um, but you know what? My opinions will probably show up in a couple of places here on this. So make sure you understand this now, even when I'm throwing out opinions. I'm not an expert. I don't know public health. I don't know medicine. I don't know immunology. I don't know any of that stuff. I, I barely have a clue about it. I've read some stuff, but I don't know enough to know whether any of that stuff I read is really useful or, or correct or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? And so I've got no basis to call myself an expert. And so if you see some opinions coming up, just remember that what I just told you. I'm not an expert, okay? But maybe I can offer 
maybe some thoughts and maybe sometimes just talking about it is helpful, you know, because people are scared right now. And the fear, it's not just about the virus, but the the economy. It's about, you know, you watch the stock market tank, all those different things. So it's got everybody a little bit nervous and a lot of people wondering. And so, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe it's a good time just to kind of spew a few of my thoughts or something. And I don't know if this will be shorter or not. There's a lot to talk about. But again, we get back to that thing about I'm not an expert and that part alone should be enough to make this kind of short, you know? Let me start with where I am about this. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus, okay? It doesn't mean that I don't think that I could catch it. It doesn't mean that I don't think if I caught it that it could kill me or couldn't kill me or whatever. I'm not that arrogant. I am not immortal. I'm not any different than anybody else. Uh, this thing could really pack a wallop, and and there is a possibility that I come down with it. And and the fact that I'm in contact with so many people doing delivery, maybe even a higher possibility. I don't know, but I'm not afraid of it because the bottom line is this thing cannot defeat me. There's nothing that can defeat me unless I let it. Yeah, it it could even kill me, you know, but killing me doesn't defeat me. I'm, I'm not sure how to explain that without turning this into a discussion about faith and things like that. That's not what this blog or this podcast are about. Uh, glad to talk with anybody about that if they want to individually or whatever, but I'm just going to leave it as I think there's some things that are just much greater than even my own life and whatever this could do to me or something like that. But the bottom line is because of the things that are most important to me, this thing can't defeat me. So... It doesn't mean that you don't take it seriously, though, you know? Let me put it this way. I'm not afraid of traffic, you know? I drive in traffic all the time. I deliver downtown where there's a lot of traffic. I'm walking in traffic. I'm pulling in and out of traffic. All this stuff. I ride my bike. Uh, sometimes I do my bike for deliveries, and I do it downtown, and you're dealing a lot with traffic. And, and man, that's one of those places where if you're going to be afraid of traffic, that'd be the place to be afraid, right? But I'm not afraid of it, but I do respect it. You know, I look around before I step out in the street. I pay attention to what's going on around me. I don't just cut out in traffic. You know, I use my turn signals, all sorts of different things like that. You know, that's being smart about it. It's not being afraid. It's being smart. And I think that's the difference here. We don't have to live in fear, but we can be smart. And uh, guys, this is, a, uh, you know, now, now that they're calling it a pandemic, that's something that's not done lightly. And I know a lot of people kind of have their conspiracy theories about what that means or whatever, that them trying to kind of take control, whatever. I'll let them kind of have that. I, I honestly, it's, you know what, if it gets to that point, there's something serious going on. Okay. But we don't have to live in fear of it. We can just be smart about it. Now, here's the thing, guys, this is not the freaking flu. Okay. There's been a tendency to compare it to the flu. I think I probably thought that for a while, too. You know, because how many more people have caught the flu this year? How many more people die of it? And I think when the dust settles on this whole thing, when it all kind of gets back to normal, it's still going to be the case that it's nowhere close to what happens with the flu. So why are we so caught up with this stupid virus, right? I don't know, honestly. I don't know. This is, this is one of those I'm not an expert things. So I won't try and pretend that I am. But I think it comes down more to potential. 
I think it comes down more to this, the, what can happen. Cause here's the deal. You know what? I think if somebody were to sneeze, somebody that's got the coronavirus were to sneeze in the middle of a room of 20 people and in another room of 20 people, all very similar, same kind of makeup of people, things like that. And somebody with the flu sneezes in there, you've got a higher chance of the people in that first room catching the disease. You've got a higher chance of somebody dying from the disease. You've got just a lot more risk with that. And I don't know that it's necessarily that the coronavirus itself is any stronger than the flu or anything like that. It's not about that as much as we're not equipped for it. You know, our immune systems aren't equipped for it. Our medical system isn't even equipped for it right now. Now, that's not a knock on the medical system. It's it's a fact of the matter that we haven't had time to be equipped for it. This is new, and that's why the immunity system isn't there. You know, we're around the flu all the time. We, we are probably in contact with people in, with the flu far more often than we realize but part of it is they call it herd immunity, you know, that just because because you've been around it, it's kind of like your body's had a chance to kind of be equipped to deal with it. And if you do catch it, your body's a little better equipped to deal with it. And the hospitals are more equipped with the things that they can do to help you through that. But with coronavirus, that's that's this is a whole new thing. This is something that they've not experienced before, and they're still trying to get their get a grasp on, on what can we do to help in those situations? We haven't had a chance to develop vaccines. We haven't had a chance to totally figure out those things out. And our body has no idea how to deal with this thing because it is so new. And that's why it, um, it can just, you know, ravage communities, maybe even nations. Uh, You see what's happened with, uh, China, but even Italy, what's going on in Italy right now. And so, it's not so much, like I said, I don't know details. I don't know that information. I think the bigger thing, though, is that the concern has more to do with the potential. But the question is that we've got to ask ourselves is, how does this impact our delivery work? Now, there's a lot of belief that we may see a lot more deliveries happen. And that's a real possibility. You've got people staying home. You've got people that have to go home now to stay with their kids because their kids have to stay home because school's out. And you've got all sorts of things like that, that there may be a lot higher demand for deliveries. I think, uh, you know, demand for delivery in China really spiked. And we could see the same thing happen here. I think we could see some negatives, you know, First of all, are people comfortable with delivery? You know, let's let's put it this way. Um, when I started doing delivery a couple of years ago, nobody was sealing the bags. You know, now there are so many places that uh, they have special bags that you pull the tape off and it seals it from the inside, or else they put tape over the uh, edges or different things like that because they're afraid of drivers reaching in and, and eating the food. And if people are concerned about drivers eating the food, that means they're concerned about drivers touching their food. And if they're worried about a virus, you think they're going to be comfortable with delivery? You know, here's here's the other side of things is 
I think the economic impact could really eliminate a lot of disposable income. So there are things that could actually reduce deliveries. I don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, the other side of it is what happens if deliveries do skyrocket? Is that going to be a good thing or could it be a bad thing in the end? Because these delivery companies are losing money as badly as they are. If things just really get out of control as far as a lot of people ordering deliveries, uh, that means that they got to start paying a lot of money to get their drivers out there because every time that there's a high demand, you got to go with higher peak pay or bonuses or different things like that. Or if you're Grubhub, you promise more bonuses that you don't intend to pay on. But anyway, the thing is, is they're paying more money out. They're already losing money. Now they got to pay more money to get these deliveries. You know, so it could actually, if they're losing money now, more deliveries could mean losing more money. And the other side of it is these guys are all so freaking inefficient. And and the whole system is really inefficient. I've talked about this a number of times in the past, but if they can't fix those inefficiencies and if they can't do it quickly, it could be in the long term a death blow. Because, yeah, they get more business for the short term, but they get a lot more bad experiences and they may never recover from that. So those are some of the things, you know, you got to think about is it. Yeah, it could mean more deliveries. It could mean maybe more profitability short term. It could hurt in the long run. I don't know. I'm not Nostradamus, you know. Now, what do we do, though? And guys, I'm not going to try and repeat all the different advice that's out there. Uh, of course, I'm sure I'll, I'll still end up repeating, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. You know, uh, Stride Health has a real good resource guide for independent contractors. I'll put a link in the uh, d- uh, in the description here and in, in the show notes, and that can be a good starting place. Uh, most of the companies have sent out some stuff that uh, sometimes it has some helpful stuff there. So, but here are a couple things that I really recommend. And the first one is live, live your life. Don't live in fear. Like I said, it's kind of like I said, with traffic, you know, you'd be smart, but, but don't let this thing control you. Don't let it end your life. And, and for God's sakes, don't spend your life savings on toilet paper. I don't know what the deal is with toilet paper. You know, are, I don't know. Are they, are they using it so that they can kind of create these homemade masks or something? And maybe they're duct taping this stuff to their face, but I don't see a run on tape, so maybe that's not the case. I don't know what it is, but don't do panic stuff. Don't do stupid stuff, and don't live in fear. Maybe this is an opportunity, and take it as an opportunity. You can connect with family a little more. You know, if you got to kind of get cooped up with somebody, deepen your relationship. Take the opportunity sometimes to focus on the things that bring you joy, that bring you meaning. Just keep living. That's the most important thing. I want to really encourage you to think about paid time off. Now, this is a big issue right now with the gig economy. A lot, there's a lot of discussion out there that are people kind of beating the drum that, you know what, uh, these delivery companies should be giving you some paid time off. And some of them are promising to do that with a lot of strings attached. You know, and that way it kind of, if you don't deliver, if you don't feel safe going out and delivering, you know, then you don't take the financial hit, right? makes sense when you're employees, but, and, and maybe, I don't know, you know, that, that gets you back to this whole employee versus independent contractor thing. And, uh, I think though, in fact, as I bring this up, there, there's a couple of issues that I just want to get off my chest. Okay. The first one is Grubhub. I wrote this article earlier. I'll put a link in the description on this article. 
their attendance policy is one of the worst things for what's going on right now. You know, a lot of companies are responding. They're responding positively. They're offering paid time off if you get sick, different things like that. Grubhub so far seems to be doing nothing. And they've got this attendance policy that makes it worse. Because if you, let's say, because with Grubhub, you have to schedule blocks, you know. And uh, you've got to schedule blocks to get meaningful delivery offers in most markets. So, okay, you schedule a block, you're not feeling well. They even advise you in one of their emails, say, if you're not feeling well, stay home. But their policy says something different. If you drop your blocks, you may not be able to schedule blocks later on. So what's the deal with that? Grubhub, you got to change that, okay? DoorDash... I'm kind of unhappy with how they said stuff, too, because yeah, they sent out a thing, oh, hey, guys, we're going to give you paid time off. And then if you read the end, oh, by the way, we're going to fire you when that happens, and but you can file an appeal to get back. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they didn't intend it to look like being fired, but said you're going to be deactivated as soon as uh, you're placed on this uh, paid time off. And then you can file an appeal to get back on and everything like that. But there's no guarantee that they're going to put you back on. And so maybe it was just stupid. Maybe it was something that they put together in a hurry, but it was just really, really poorly done. You know, so some of these things, it's like these companies are still not totally getting it, you know. But here's the deal, folks. We're not employees, okay? Do not expect things from employers when you don't have an employer because you are your employer, you might not agree with them doing that, and and I'm, I understand there are issues there, but the fact of the matter is you signed up that way. That is what you agreed to, and if you did not pay attention when you signed the contract, that's your fault, not theirs, okay? So let's just get that out there. And, and that's why I have a little bit of a problem with some of the uh, uh, posturing that a lot of people are doing with this because we agreed when we did this that we're independent contractors, we're business owners. Now, here's the deal with this whole thing right now. Like I said, you know, the economic impact is starting to really hit. Um, I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. But Omaha is just an hour away from there. And Omaha is getting a double whammy with this uh, whole sports cancellation thing. Omaha was going to be hosting uh, some of the NCAA basketball tournament. And every year, Omaha, big, big, big deal in Omaha, big financial thing in Omaha, too, is the College World Series. Well, that's been canceled, even though it's in June, but it's just one of those precautions trying to, I think part of it was trying to kind of discourage colleges from even continuing the college baseball season. But the bottom line is you've got these major events that everybody was planning on that are not going to happen now. And there are, I'm sure, some restaurants, there are some places that are going to go under because they're not going to get this money that they're depending on. Nobody's talking about giving them paid time off, you know? That's part of the thing about running a business. That's part of the risk you take. And, and you know, and that, that's part of what I'm trying to do is get help people understand that this is what you're doing. And if you're not comfortable with that risk, then do something else, you know? So, but anyway, the thing is, what I'm really trying to get you to do is take responsibility and you take control. Don't rely on these companies are going to do it because uh, these companies are scum. I'm sorry. You know, all other things, you know, everything that I just said, the problem is they're still scum and they're not going to come to your rescue, you know? And so understand that now, but you take responsibility. Here's the deal folks is 
I've got paid time off if I need it because my employer is giving it to me. I am that employer. That's the whole thing about being self-employed. And part of that, if you're going to have an employee, even if that employee is you, you take responsibility for your employee, right? This is an important thing that I preach a lot of times. And uh, if you go to episode 30 in the podcast, I get into this in more detail. But one of the things that you can do then is give yourself a paycheck. And, and, And the whole idea here is instead of treating that money that comes in from Grubhub and DoorDash and Uber Eats and all of those as your pay, that's your income for your business. But that's not your personal income. Your personal income is the paycheck that you give yourself after everything else is left over. And part of that is to give yourself paid time off. Now, here's what I do is I put $50 a week into the bank. And this is not vacation savings. This is not like just saving up for something else. This is my paid time off fund. And if I get into a situation where I can't earn money, if I get sick, or if I decide I'm going on vacation then that money that I need on a regular basis, I take that out of the paid time off fund because it's not coming in from my work. If some week, you know what, I need $600 a week or so, and some week I only earn $200 and then I'm homesick, well, I can pull that $400 left, the extra $400 out of the paid time off fund. That's how that works. Now, I've had people argue that's not really the same as paid time off. Well, it is. Because if you go to any other business, you've got to accrue that paid time off. There are some very rare exceptions, but in most cases, it's either, you know, you work so many hours and after so many hours, you get an hour of PTO or you work so many months and then you get your so many days of vacation time, any of those different things. The only difference is that you're the one making it happen rather than your boss, except that's not a difference, is it? Because who's your boss? Who is your employer? your employer is giving you paid time off. So it's not that different. I really recommend start that practice if you haven't done it already, because it's not just about coronavirus, but it's about what you should be doing anyway to take care of your employee. And especially if you rely very much on this income, start doing this. Start setting some of that money aside instead of spending it as a way of giving yourself some paid time off when you need to take that time off later on. Now, if you're a little concerned about the current situation and you haven't done anything, maybe this is the time that you do, as Dave Ramsey says, you just start stockpiling money. You know, find a way, you cut your costs, work more if you have to, do whatever you need or something like that so that you can build up a fund to take care of yourself if you're not able to go out and work. So think about giving yourself paid time off. The other thing I really recommend is just be smart. Here's the question that I don't know the answer to, but you got to think about this question anyway. And is, and that is, should you keep delivering? All the rest of the world is self-isolating, you know, sporting events and schools are shutting down businesses are having everybody stay at home and work from home. And all of a sudden now you're going to be one of those people who is probably in more contact with other people than anybody else out there that you know, you know, because you're, you're going into the restaurants and you're taking food to the people. Be smart about that contact that you have with people. I can't tell you whether or not it makes sense or not to deliver. I will tell you that I will probably keep delivering 
um, as long as I feel like I'm healthy and everything like that. But part of that decision is that I've been blessed with, I think, a pretty good level of immunity. Now, my mom says I ate a lot of dirt as a kid and probably a lot of other stuff, too, that I shouldn't have been eating. And maybe that's why. You know, if I could survive that, I could probably survive about anything. I don't know. But, you know, that's me. I don't catch that much. Uh, I don't get sick very often. And usually when I do, I recover pretty well. And so for me, I don't know, maybe I feel like there's a little bit less risk. But if you, you know yourself, and, and, and that helps you determine how cautious you need to be. And, but the main thing is just be smart about your interactions. Be smart about what you're doing. And one of the smartest things that you can do is be clean. Because here's the deal. You're generally not going to catch it just breathing, okay? It's just not going it, to, it's, it's very rarely going to happen that way. Um, it's one of those deals that, okay, somebody sneezes, it's kind of in the air for a little while, gravity plays its, you know, takes its toll. But, you know, if somebody sneezes on you directly, there's not a hell of a lot you can do there, you know? And, but that's, and that's why there's so much self-isolation going on and everything like that. But outside of that, most of the risk of spreading comes through contact. And usually that's contact that you've got with yourself. And here's the deal. The viruses can't get through your skin. You're generally not going to just breathe it in. Most of the time when you catch something like this, it's because the virus got in through a few areas of entry into your body. You know, and a couple of those areas of entry are covered up most of the time, or they should be, or else you might be going to jail. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's your eyes, it's your mouth, it's your nose, and and it's more like the membranes are in your nose and things like that. That's where the virus is entering. And that's why they tell you not to touch your face. I know. And I got to tell you, when, when, when you started becoming more conscious about that, I started realizing how often I am touching my face. And I seriously kind of wonder if it doesn't make sense to get one of those protective collars that dogs wear, because it, it can't, you know, if, if I'm still want to touch my face, I can get around that. Okay. And it's a little different than with a dog, but it certainly kind of reminds you not to do that, you know? And so that's, but that's the thing. And, and that's why they tell you to wash your hands a lot, because we're not real good at touching our face. But if we keep our hands as clean as possible, there's less chance of there being something on our hands when we do touch our face. So be clean. I think another reason to be clean has more to do with just comfort factor for everybody else. There's reassurance. I'm going to tell you something. I am so much more conscious about just the appearance of being clean. Um, I'm a guy that I'm a little lazy about shaving. It's like every three days or so I'm doing it daily. Now I'm, I'm as clean shaven as I can be. And I am making sure that everything I'm wearing is crisp and clean appearing and everything like that for delivery. Maybe it's overboard. Um, I, you know, here a while back, I think I talked about doing delivery versus ride share. And one of the reasons that I don't feel like going into ride share is, I don't want to go to that level of keeping my car as immaculate as you have to, to be able to be really do really well at rideshare. But lately I've been doing that, you know, I've been keeping that car so much more closer to spotless as, as I can. And it all has to do with appearances because, you know, it's like I said, there are some people I don't want touching my food on delivery. I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to be that delivery person that, as I drop it off, people are like, oh man, what did I just get into? 
you know, and so if I can look as clean as possible and be as clean as possible, I think it's better for them and probably better for me. Maybe it's even better for tips too. And I've been doing a lot more Uber Eats lately, but be clean, stay home when it's time to stay home. And, you know, if you're feeling sketchy, maybe you're wondering if you're coming down with something, don't take chances, just stay home. Both for yourself, for those who will be in contact with you, it's just better that way. And more than anything, like I said earlier, don't forget to live. Folks, I know this is a scary time, and people are going bonkers out there. I mean, like I said, toilet paper, all you got to do is say toilet paper, and you know what I'm talking about. But we don't know what this is going to turn into. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what this will do to our industry, what our futures, any of that stuff. But we don't know that it's going to be as bad either. But the main thing is we're going to be okay. Don't let fear control you. Live your life. Focus on things that matter. Dwell on things that give you strength and comfort. Choose to be okay with this. Choose to believe that it's going to be okay because it will. And because the important thing is you can be the one to take control here. Because even with the coronavirus out there, you can still be the boss. 